Hello and welcome to the Sober Bartender Podcast, the show where we recover from life. I'm your host, Brandy Kelly. How do you feel about being the bad guy? Like, how do you feel about being perceived as someone who's not, I guess, as being disliked by people? For being who you are, or for standing in your truth, or for doing what you feel is right. Like, does that, for me, that it's changing as we speak, but there was a time where that just tensed up every muscle in my body and kind of took my breath away, and I couldn't stand the idea of people not thinking that I was, that I was good or that I was right. And, um, I've spent most of my life working hard to not be disagreeable or to not say something that would cause someone to dislike me. I spent a lot of my adult life trying to figure out who I thought people might want me to be or trying to figure out what I thought they might want to hear and then wrapping that up nice and pretty and handing that over to them. Yeah, I'm done with that. Um, They say that kindness isn't always being right sometimes or isn't always being nice that sometimes the kind thing is just being honest. And sometimes the honest thing doesn't sound nice. But how do we get to that point where we're willing to be honest no matter what? It's easier said than done. It's not just just make up your mind and then do it because... We learn these things from our childhood. We learn how to survive and how to function and how to get the love that we want and need from our childhood. And we carry that into our adulthood and into our adult friendships and relationships and interactions and, um, you know, into our work. But there have just been so many circumstances just lately that have come up and I didn't want to say something for fear of upsetting someone or for people thinking that I'm difficult or people not liking what I did. But then then a situation came up and I won't give the specifics, almost said Pacifics. I won't give the specifics only um, because I don't want to throw the other person under the bus um, because I just don't want to give more energy to the negativity that I felt around the situation any more than I already have. But basically a situation came up. uh, It upset me deeply. It hurt me deeply. Um, I reacted strongly, and then I felt really guilty. I felt guilty for 
um, for my reaction. And I felt guilty for the anger that I was feeling and for the hurt that I was feeling because I thought I should be better than that. And by better, I meant, by better, I meant I felt like I should be all accepting and just be okay with what had been done to me. And it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay with me. And I'm okay that it happened now. Okay. Um, but I'm also more than okay with my response. And I feel like it was completely appropriate to draw a line and not allow myself to be continued to be hurt by, by this person. Um, so then I came across, um, I came across this podcast the other day and, um, it was just a clip of it, but he said, high value people are going to be misunderstood. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm a high value person, but then I thought about it and I thought I'm a person who has high values. Um, integrity is important to me. Doing what you say you're going to do, um, honoring your commitments, showing up, following through, communicating, um, you know, not everybody can give you what you can give them. And that's totally okay. But I also think that it's totally okay to reassess a situation and decide whether or not you want to be a part of that situation or that friendship or that relationship. So I guess I'm in my season of learning to be the bad guy. Do I think that I'm the bad guy? No, because I'm absolutely willing to self-reflect and look at my part in things and look at where I went wrong. Did I have too high of expectations for these people? Absolutely. I can look at my, at my part and my faults and, um, and go forward differently. You know, we do the best with where we're at. And then when we learn better, we do better. And so I'm learning better. I'm not, I'm not going to put other people in a position to disappoint me. But we can't, it's not always that easy, but you know, be the idea of being the bad guy. Gosh, I just, I hated the idea. Like I hated the idea. I used to tell people, um, people that don't like me must not like themselves. And I was just being like silly and cocky, but honestly it was because I thought I was giving them exactly what they wanted, but I don't know if I had a genuine interaction for most of my twenties and early thirties, you know, like when I would interact with people, they were getting what I thought they wanted. Cause the real me was just kind of a mess. And I didn't think was worthy of seeing the light, the light of day. She had to be stuffed down. She wasn't, lovable and she wasn't worthy and 
you know, people told her that she was dishonest and that, you know, I had a lot of negativity pumped into me and I embraced it and I did my best to change that, but I didn't create any real change. I just learned, I learned how to play a better character. And now I don't, I I don't want to play. Like I want off of that stage. And so in this time of my life, I'm learning like who I am and what I learned, what's important to me in taking the steps, but that only applied to me. You know, it was only what I expected of myself. And now as time goes on, there are things that are important to me that I'm, I'm not willing to subject myself to because I value myself. I value my goals. I value my home and my family and my dogs and the life that, that I'm building and the, you know, the life that we're building. And so when something comes along and disturbs that, I get to take a beat, take a breath and look at how did I allow this to happen? Like, where did I cross my own personal boundaries with myself? Oh, I see. You know, how are my patterns continuing to play out in this situation? And then recognizing those things that I can do better. Because, you know, let's say, for example, you have somebody in your house and they're, they're your house cleaner, let's just say. So you have your house cleaner come over and they, you know, are cleaning your house and you notice that your earrings are gone. And, you know, you don't really think much of it. And so your mind just goes, well, those were cheap earrings and I don't really want, you know, to make an accusation and I may probably misplace them. And, you know, you go through this whole like dance with yourself, not wanting to just bring up the uncomfortable situation. When in reality, like, I know for me, I take off my earrings, I put them where they go. When I put them on, I put them back in. And when I take them off, I put them back where they go. So if something is out of place, I know that I didn't misplace it. But the old me would not be able to have that conversation. But the person that I am becoming now would find a loving but direct way of saying, hey, you're the only other person that's been in the house. When you cleaned in my bedroom, did you see my earrings? Simple as that. We're so afraid of other people's reactions. We're so afraid of other people's opinions of us that we're not willing to honor ourselves. And what does that tell you yourself every time you betray yourself for someone else's feelings? You're telling yourself that you're not safe, that you can't be trusted, that you're not willing to share your truth and to be honest and to be direct because you're protecting the other people's feelings or thoughts or opinions. And those are none of your business. 
Now, we don't want to hurt the people that we care about, right? So I'm not saying just be a brutally honest a-hole. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying if you have a truth in you, if you have something that is right there and you would say it if you could, those things need to be communicated because you need to be a safe place for yourself. And if you're not honoring yourself with your truth, how are you going to trust anybody? You can't trust them to receive what you have to say. You can't trust yourself to give you what you need. So high value people will be misunderstood. Doesn't mean that you're better than someone else. Doesn't mean you have higher, you know, higher values or that, you know, you it, it just it doesn't mean any of that, but what it means is that you have values and you're willing to honor your values. You're willing to stand up for what's right to you. You're willing to speak your truth. You're willing to live in your truth. And you're willing to be misunderstood. I got a book called The Courage to Be Disliked. And I haven't even had the courage to open it. Because I'm like, well, why would I want to be disliked when I can just figure out what people want and make sure they like me? Yeah, I know why. Because I don't want to be liked for something that I'm not. I don't want to be liked for an opinion that I actually don't have. I'm done trying to figure out what other people want from me in hopes that I'll be good enough. Because guess what? I'm good enough for me. And my people will find me. You know, um, there's not actually anyone out there just with some, some like, checkbook like some you know some paper like marking down everything that you say or do that's wrong or you know that's unacceptable to them the people that are not for you will fall away and not everybody is meant to be in your life forever you know some people are here to teach you lessons some here or some people are here to build you up some people are here for you to build up you know this is This life doesn't go the way that we picture it in our heads. It just goes. It goes whether we participate, whether we just sit back and let it happen, you know, whether we try to control, whether we let go of control. Life is just lifing. But as you go about your own life, I encourage you to be willing to be the bad guy in other people's eyes. Be willing to stand up for what's right for you. Be willing to live in your truth. It's just a huge relief. Like I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody with my truth, but I can't be responsible for how they receive it. I can, I'm responsible for how I deliver it. And I am coming from a place of love. Like I am in love with my life. I am in love with my family and with the people that are around me. I love this life. 
and loving this life means having uncomfortable conversations. This, you know, taking care of this life that I'm building means, you know, saying things that may not be likable or may not be agreeable. But the people that love me will still love me. And I'm pretty sure that the people that love you will still love you. They may not like it at first. You know, but a an, a disagreement or a conversation isn't necessarily a fight. And, you know, this is a great opportunity to implement the four agreements. If you haven't read it, look it up, order it, go to your bookstore, go to your library and check it out. Be impeccable with your word. That's drilled into my head. You know, I don't speak bad about myself. I try not to speak bad about other people. I do what I say I'm going to do. I show up where I say I'm going to be. I don't use my words to do harm. Don't take anything personally. That's a tough one, but oh so important. What other people say is a result of where they're at. Just like what we say and do is a result of where we're at. If we're coming from a place of fear, then that's what we're going to communicate and put out into the world. If we're coming from a place of love, then love is going to be behind what we offer to the world. Don't make assumptions. That one's super hard too. Be direct. That's part of it. Don't make assumptions. Don't assume that someone's going to get mad or upset about your truth. Don't assume that someone is going to react a certain way, receive things a certain way. Just let it be what it's going to be. Let people do what they're going to do. Let the pieces fall where they're going to fall. And always do your best. And your best is going to look different all the time. My best looks different all the time. Like it took me probably 45 minutes to hit record on this, on this podcast today. I just sat here, just sat here with all these thoughts swirling and I'm making notes and then I'm distracted and I'm reading old notes. And then I just remember that it doesn't have to be perfect. I just need to show up and do my best. Done is better than perfect. Don't make great the, what is it? Don't make great the enemy of good. Just do your best. Whatever that looks like. Those four agreements have have changed my life. And, um, I'm just, I'm thankful for the opportunity to share with you guys the changes that are happening because so much has changed just in this last year since starting this podcast. It hasn't quite been a year. It's, it's started in January. We're in October now. Um, but you know, I was really, really, really afraid to leave AA, not just for the reasons. I mean, when you're, in 
um, when you're in 12 step recovery, you're basically told that, you know, you're, that your recovery, that your sobriety is contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition. So if you don't maintain your spiritual condition, you're either going to drink or die or go to prison or both or all of them. Um, it was drilled into me that if, that if I didn't continue to go to meetings every day and if I didn't continue to do these things that I learned that saved my life in the beginning, do not get me wrong. When I first got sober, AA absolutely saved my life. The steps saved my life. They changed my life. They introduced me to who I was and helped me become the person that I am today. But then what worked in the beginning did not continue to work in my life. And I was terrified to tell people that that wasn't working. And so I was living in this discomfort and just every day waking up and going through the motions because I didn't want to let my sponsor down. I didn't want to let, you know, my sponsees down, um, the people that, you know, I knew from the rooms from Seattle, from Vegas, from here in, in Texas. I just, I didn't want to disappoint anyone with my truth. I didn't dare say it out loud. And, you know, looking back on that, like, I knew my truth. I absolutely knew in my body, in my bones, in my soul that I was done, that What worked in the beginning was not continuing to work, that I was not willing to continue to show up and call myself an alcoholic. I do not drink. If I drank, I would likely fall back into that alcoholic pattern. But I do not drink, nor do I have any desire to drink. I will not continue to tell myself that I have alcoholic thinking, that I can't trust my thinking, that I have no agency or control over my life. I will not. I cannot. So I eventually did get the courage to say that out loud, um, you know, said it to my sponsor. I spoke to her sponsor and um, I tried to continue to go through those motions and just fake it. And I couldn't fake it anymore. And um, so I did end up walking away and I had to let my sponsee, uh, let my sponsees know and let, you know, my sponsor know and then just kind of fade it off and just, you know, but it was scary. And I thought people are not going to like me and people are going to be mad at me and people are not going to want to hear that this is my truth because I thought I was only allowed to have a truth if it fit into everyone else's idea of what my truth should be or fit into their truth. And that doesn't work for me anymore. If the urge or the desire to drink or to use ever came up, I would absolutely know where to turn and what to do. But at this point in my life, it's, it's just really interesting because it's like, okay, 
I, I was so secure in the knowledge that I was just always going to be an alcoholic and I was always going to go to meetings and I was always going to be in recovery because there was always something wrong with me. No, thank you. Um, I am no longer subscribing to that train of thought. I'm no longer subscribing to that thinking that I constantly need help because I need to remind myself that I have a disease of the mind and the body that is only curable one day at a time. My mind and my body are not diseased. I am healthy and I am happy and I am well. And it is thanks to those 12 steps. But just going to meeting after meeting and staying in that sickness I can't, I can't do that. I'm willing to, I'm willing to be the bad guy. I'm willing to, um, I'm willing to be misunderstood. I'm willing to have other people think that I am wrong because I know my truth. And it feels really good to trust myself. Feels really good to be honest. feels really good to not jump through hoops and continue to try to, I don't know, convince myself. Because it's like, okay, all of this did happen, but I don't need to stay in that same headspace. Like what worked in the beginning will continue to work for a lifetime. It's like, No, because we grow and we learn and we, you know, unbecome and unravel and I think our needs change, like who we are changes. Because I am not that girl that walked into those meetings two and a half years ago. She's safe now. So I really hope you got something out of this. Thank you for letting me rant. If you're still here, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you. I feel like the show in season two is going to be pivoting. I think, um, I think this first season has been more about sobriety and more about early recovery and more about what it was like, but I would like to transition from here and, and just really pivot towards just living and not recovering, not living like there's something wrong with us and not staying so connected to the suffering. I'd like to set the idea of the suffering down and just embrace this beautiful life. I think this next phase is about building and exploring and becoming. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, I invite you 
to like or subscribe. That way you will know um, if you subscribe, then you'll be notified when new episodes come out. They come out every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Central. If you really enjoyed the podcast, please uh, go in and rate and review on Apple and Spotify. And that will help us get seen by the algorithm that will help us be heard, let people know that we're here and make us more accessible to the people that need to hear this message. Um, also, if there's anyone out there that you feel would really benefit from the topics that are being shared on this show, please, please share it with them. Send it to your cousin, send it to your coworker, send it to your sister, send it to your mom. Um, share away. And uh, if you would like to contact me, if there's anything, if you have questions, if there's topics, if you would like to be a guest, if you would like to recommend a guest, reach out to me on Facebook at Brandy Kelly. There's also a, it's The Sober Bartender. It's a Facebook group for this podcast. And then you can reach me on Instagram at The Sober Bartender Podcast. And you can reach me on YouTube at The Sober Bartender. I thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I could not do this without you. I love you guys. I will talk to you next Wednesday.